The following podcast may contain spoilers and or explicit language. Welcome to the 90s Pop Culture Grab Bag. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 90s Pop Culture Grab Bag. I'm Gary Lane. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SMRGary. My name is Nick Robes. You can find me uh, usually uh, walking around. (laughs) That was what I was going to (laughs) say. And I'm Lindsay Lane, and I walk around as well. (laughs) We be walking. We Th- that's walking. right. <laughs> White people, or what is it? Uh, women be walking. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, Sinbad joke. Uh, I love that bit. <laughs> White women be walking. I believe. Uh, <laughs> great segue. Great. Se- <laughs> you hear that? That must mean it's Ooh. Christmas time. Somebody better give our sound guy a promotion. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the name of the show. Yeah, they're the loudest things ever. Right. <laughs> you better, I mean, you pretty much have to be listening, right? <laughs> that that great little sound effect thing that I did there was to let you all know that we're here to talk about some Christmas stuff. That's right. We're getting seasonal. We, we, we're all cuddled up with our eggnog and uh, we've got maybe some sugar cookies. You can <laughs> smell them throughout the entire place cooking in our uh, uh, technologically advanced oven. Yes, absolutely, and uh, we've got the uh, the Christmas spirit. Uh, there's a nice snow falling uh, outside of our windowless lab, so we can't watch it. But we have we have a hologram that we've installed into the ceiling just to make it look like snow is falling. That's right. That's right. So we're 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 at least aware of what's going on around us. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, we are here to discuss the holiday season, and um, I guess let's get right into it. Yeah, indeed. We've rigged up we've rigged up our fireplace here in the lab so that we can take a look into some Christmas past and uh, and rekindle, pun intended, <laughs> some memories uh, of uh, of our bygone Christmases of the nineteen nineties. Excellent. The uh, the the best Christmases? Question mark. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So uh, I believe uh, let's uh, let's look into our magical fireplace and see what the first topic of conversation is all right i'm just gonna light it up here and let me just uh quickly uh flip this knob all right it's, it's on and lit so first up on the list we have a christmas film that showed up uh we've got from 1996 jingle all the way starring uh, the aforementioned sinbad and uh arnold schwarzenegger and a couple other people oh, phil, phil hartman <laughs> And the future Darth Vader, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> the cast of this movie is insane. It is. It really very. is. <laughs> it literally. Yeah, most of them are crazy people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're this, just trying to out-crazy each other. That's what it seems like it most very. of the movie. When Simbad first shows up, uh, when they're in line to get into the store, mm-hmm. my note literally says, Sinbad only plays to the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
that is accurate. <laughs> and then, like, the, like something that would not fly today, and I, I don't know. I tried to look it up. I am 90% sure that 60% of this movie was improvised, but <laughs> when he grabbed that woman and started strangling her in line, I was like, I don't know if I can make it through the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he made it better because he ended it with, you shouldn't wear fur. <laughs> that to me very topical that to me is where the joke just like it goes from being really out there and weird to oh it's kind of funny again <laughs> that describes this whole movie yeah that's true this movie is not grounded in reality in any sort of way uh i mean sure arnold schwarzenegger can be a father it's happened but <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess that I guess this guy could procreate. Yeah. <laughs> but could he, I don't know, the idea of him being married to Tom Hanks's wife uh and and being the father of Jake Lloyd, this, you know, blue blonde-haired kid <laughs> with whose these... midichlorian count is <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> right? He's right? Dumb. Am I getting that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Same movie, right? <laughs> He's he's something else, man. Uh, this and uh, I knew he would come up at some point, and I'm sure what Phantom Menace was '99, so it still can technically count for this podcast if someone is that cruel to us. But and the re-releases happened in the '90s too. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's true. Yep. That's true. So that's a loophole that we can use. We just can't yes. talk about uh, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Bummer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jake Lloyd, man, he is—he's a, a diamond in the rough. Emphasis on rough. I don't know how to process this kid half the time. Yeah, I agree. Well, it, that the the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger calls the house from a payphone. Yeah. Oh. Also, this whole movie would not exist. The whole plot of this movie is easily solved with the internet and cell phones. But I anyways. know, right? Uh, uh, but he calls from the payphone. To home and uh, Jake Lloyd picks up and <laughs> yells at him, which ends up being one of the most adorable payoffs later when he's like, "Dad, Dad's kind of mad. I yelled at him." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great payoff. But that whole scene of them on the phone—it was, was just like two people. You cannot tell if they are like they are simultaneously giving it everything they've got and. <laughs> Absolutely, pun intended, phoning it in. <laughs> you could, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah, it's it's, it's so true. true. He's they're they're both not working with their strengths, which is acting. Um, <laughs> I mean, Arnold is great, but like he's this is not his kind of movie typically. And uh, mm-hmm. like I can think of this in Kindergarten Cop, which came out around the same time, where he's playing this this character that is supposed to be heartwarming, I guess. Uh, and he's playing off of children, which is just weird. Um, and I, I don't know. It's 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 a trip watching these two act together. And, uh, you know, Jake Lloyd, he didn't do a whole lot before he retired because Phantom Menace was what took him out of out of acting, basically. Uh, and yet Hayden Christensen's still around somehow. <laughs> is he? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't he? know. He did Jumper. Uh, that was like five, five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's done anything since. <laughs> I, I feel like he still shows up. Maybe he's doing theater now. Maybe he's like, I'm going to get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's honing his skills. Uh, right. And, and I mean, you know. Jake, he's waiting by the phone. <laughs> basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But I mean, Jake Lloyd did go on to do uh, some classic roles such as Pax on Employee. And uh, Zoomies customer, uh, <laughs> but no, I journeys salesman. <laughs> he he kind of got typecast after that a, a little oh bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't listen to this because he actually he's actually got like a a, a pretty sad story after yeah, the does. fact. He was bullied big time because of uh, because of Star Wars and uh, the fact that he just wasn't that great of an actor. But for mm. some reason. He kept getting jobs. But he really dodged a bullet in a manner of speaking because it could have been even worse if Jar Jar had been Michael Jackson. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Just saying. That is very true. Anyways, let's move away as far from that topic as possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson has come up a lot more on this podcast than uh, the 90s should allow. But, uh, you know, when you write one of the greatest songs in the Free Willy soundtrack, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> whale puncher um, <laughs> so there there was a genre it seems like in the 90s of like literally the 90s had the genre of shitty dad yes. right yes yes because it's like this the santa claus mm-hmm. liar liar yeah. uh i mean there was like a, a legit thing in the 90s of like demonizing the dad who work who cares about his job too much mm-hmm. oh mrs doubtfire oh, mrs yeah. doubtfire another one yeah absolutely mm-hmm. although he was more of a screw-up right it's, it's true Just but that around. was like a genre it was like a it was like a thing of the because i th- uh, the 80s it would have been the the deadbeat abusive father <laughs> right it was you know the the uh Oh my God, Bender! You know, like uh, it was a bang up year at the Bender residence. This is what you get for spilling paint on the garage floor. And he shows the cigar burn. Like that was the the form of trauma it took in the eighties. And then then in the nineties, it was this like, oh my dad's not here. <laughs> nice. Just ran into him at uh, Whole Foods again. Oh, you did? You really? <laughs> yeah, Chud. Every now and then. <laughs> uh, is his dad still buying him packs of cigarettes for Christmas? I, uh, I think you stopped saying smoke up, Johnny boy. Oh, well, that's a bummer. But, smoke uh, up, Juddy boy. Ooh, that's Juddy boy? That's good. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. This, this definitely was like a, a, a trope of the 90s. And it's, it's kind of funny. In hindsight, I guess, I guess I was disappointed in my dad because he wasn't a bad dad. <laughs> right? Because like this, this sort of... This you sort couldn't of... even blame him for how messed up you were? No, no, exactly. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's weird because I, I sort of based, like, what, what the father figure should be off of these movies, and so watching it again, because I remember, like, Arnold being a bad dad, but, like, he's trying his best, right? Both, that's the thing, this movie is about two dads who are really bad at being dads, but they're trying their best to be good dads, uh, going to the farthest extremes possible to get this thing for their child, and uh, so there's something positive that can be said for that, I think. Here's my question on that topic <laughs> yeah. for you two. Okay. Is he okay? So there, there's a couple points in the movie where he says, like, uh, when when he first promises Jake Lloyd the toy, and they hug, and then he's he's having like a a, a debriefing with his wife about it, right? And he's like, uh. It was so great. We were drawing together, and it was a real bonding moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because you bribed your kid, dude. 
Because you said you were going to get him something that he wanted. Of course he's invested. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, is it that... It's like, if you actually cared about being a good dad, you would have been at the fucking karate gig. That is true. That is like, true. He's a shitty. he's a shitty dad who's trying to take the easiest way out of not being a shitty dad, <laughs> which is buying something. Well, I would, I would argue that he's just a shitty person in general, because think of the opening... And don't forget, you're my, you're my favorite customer. Like that's that you're says my so number much. One customer. Yeah, number one yeah. customer. Yeah, and uh, it it I think it just says a lot. Like that that builds up on his character so much without saying much of anything. Um, he's just not great. But he is getting those things done. And what the hell is his job? I was wondering like, that too. Like he a, was on the, that whole beginning of that movie was the most confusing thing. <laughs> I had no idea what he did for work. I had no idea why he was working at a Christmas party the day before New Year, uh, 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 Christmas Eve. Right. I had no idea what time it was. You look outside the the window when she's on the phone. It is three p.m. Yes, and somehow it's then like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> What is happening? Let's not let's not dwell on details because timing goes out the window big oh, time in this it movie. Totally did because he's driving around store to store. Uh -huh. and like that would take a whole day. A whole day to do what he did in the first like before he went to the Santa warehouse. Yep. Which <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up again. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. And and we've also got Phil Hartman who uh, this movie actually. Uh, made me think that he was an asshole for like most of my young life because this was like my real like introduction to him and, and granted he plays an asshole most of the time in, in his roles but but this one really stood out to me and I'm like I don't like this guy but then as I got older I was like oh Phil Hartman's kind of brilliant but he's just got that really unlikable thing and he was the perfect pick for that role I think so earlier it was brought up that uh, this movie is not really grounded in reality yeah can I say the most unbelievable thing in this movie? Sure. That that this woman would allow Phil Hartman to be in her house as long as he was. For how much of a Jeffrey Dahmer level creep show. <laughs> like everything this guy says drips with Mmm, do you like those sugar cookies? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. What? Yeah. And everybody in this neighborhood wants to get in his pants. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. I wish this my is husband... the most bizarre universe. <laughs> I wish my husband were more like you, Ted. That line is actually stated, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. it's it's just so weird. Cause yeah, he's he's not he's not like the top pick of the litter looks wise, and then he's a super creep on top of that. It's just like Yeah, something doesn't add up. Everything he says screams molester. It's true. It's true. Uh, His name should have been Lester the Molester. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Let's be fair. It could be Chester also. Yeah, okay. That, uh, point taken. I want to see the movie about his divorce. I want to see what charges his wife was bringing against him. For Is being incredibly creepy a charge that works in, in the court of law? If the judge saw that guy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fair enough. The fact that, I mean, like, the child, his child didn't go live with his grandparents is, is kind of concerning as well. <laughs> yeah, the mom must have been completely messed up. <laughs> yeah, because he got the kid. <laughs> Ugh. 
She actually Can you imagine? She actually like, was the murderer in the family. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was a female judge who was like making the ruling oh, Lord, and no. he's like, "Thank you so much, your honor. <laughs> By the way, your gavel's not that loud. Do you want me to put a tack into it?" <laughs> And she's like all into it, and everybody in the courtroom is like, What is wrong with this woman? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day that they stopped allowing all female juries in uh, the state of Minnesota. Oh, uh, also, uh, the Lake Minnetonka line was improvised, right? That was the thing. When he's like, he says something like, I'm going to release the reindeer at Lake Minnetonka. I was like, Hold on. Are you just saying that because Prince said it? <laughs> it? That that line, that whole interaction between him and Arnold at the very beginning just feels ad-libbed. And it's like it's like when someone who does improv does a scene with someone who's never acted a day in their life. <laughs> uh, it's 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 probably like what would happen if you and I tried to do improv. <laughs> now nah, you'd be you'd probably be better than Arnold. I'll, well, I'll take that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I've never punched a reindeer, so. Uh, you're young the time is now that's true i haven't gone to the last ditch effort to get my kid a turtle man a, tur a turbo man <laughs> turtle man that's right turtle man <laughs> but yeah like one of my favorite things about this movie is just i feel like this movie was funded entirely by uh the state of minnesota uh minneapolis you know <laughs> the it's mall of america. the mall of america which is where this movie premiered Really? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I was just looking online and it said premiere date uh, such and such at Mall of America and then November 22nd everywhere else. I was like... Hmm. Did it premiere on Black Friday? Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it. <laughs> you had to the get a... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the day that like uh, uh, everybody was trampling each yep. other for Tickle Me Elmo's. <laughs> when they didn't get the Tickle Me Elmo's, they went and watched this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had a real bonding moment in the theater. It was like, I hated you 10 minutes ago, but you know what? This Arnold, he's brought us all together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're not nearly as annoying as Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't strangle any ladies today. <laughs> Or, or can we talk about the second most ridiculous thing of all time? He is a postal service worker. He is somebody who is easily looked up, and he blows up a police officer. <laughs> he explodes a bomb on a police officer, and there are no ramifications. I, I know, right? <laughs> in his defense, he didn't know that the package had a bomb in it, but he, he claimed that he did, so I don't know where that would hold up. <laughs> Fair point. Put him in, put him to the lie detector test. He might be proven innocent. But otherwise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was just one of those things. And the fact that he's blown up like a Looney Tune. <laughs> I know. And everyone else in the hallway with him is fine. I like, like that, too. How many oh. years on the bomb squad, sir? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know he almost just died. My, my way of dealing with it is humor. Right. Yeah, the dude who looks like Radar from M.A.S.H., it was it was pretty bizarre, <laughs> but like I, I saw this movie as a kid, so I'm I'm going to get into personal feelings here. Like I saw this movie, I guess my mom bought it for me probably Christmas of '96 or '97. Well, it had to be '97. 
and I watched this a lot as a kid. So I loved Arnold, and I liked Sinbad at the time. God knows why now. But it's it's just one of those things that it meant a lot to me at the time. Watching it again from more of a critical standpoint, this movie has a lot of flaws in it. But <laughs> it's still fun, I think. Do you, do you, so can you be honest about, to yourself, is nostalgia coloring your perspective on this movie would you say oh yeah definitely definitely because like okay. before the things happen i know they're about to happen you know so like i'm sitting here we're watching on the couch you've probably seen it what's your this history my with second it? time seeing it uh first time was a couple years ago a couple christmases ago you okay watched so, it together so yeah I <laughs> so knew... he's forced you to watch it twice yes <laughs> okay. three hours of my okay. life <laughs> three th- three hours well spent with someone that you care about watching actors that you don't particularly care about but still it's it's um i i definitely think that nostalgia influences it because you know whenever whenever he's going from to the first toy store i'm like oh he's getting ready to go to mall of america and then i'm like oh, oh he's gonna run into uh he's gonna run into a bad santa and he's gonna go to a uh, santa warehouse and then i'm just sitting there running through my head just like all the things that are happening before they happen and it makes me happy. I don't know. It, it makes me happy before they happen, and then when they actually happen, I'm like, oh, that's not as great as I remember it. But right. the build-up to it still makes me smile. Interesting, yeah. I, I, uh, so I watched this uh, with my girlfriend, and both of us, like, I, I sort of enjoyed how bad it was, and I was remembering things from it while I was watching it, but it really was a slog until the parade. Yeah, and 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 uh, literally, my girlfriend looked at me like she's like, "This movie is horrible," and I was like, "Oh, right on, cool." You know, we don't always agree on movies, whatever. Uh-huh. And then the parade started, and she literally like leaned forward oh, wow. and was like, "Oh, I'm kind of into this now." And it was like the last ten minutes of the the movie. Both of us were like, "Oh, this is absolutely insane. This is Airplane. This is Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah. this is what the movie should have been." Yeah, that's that is where it definitely jumps the shark into being some something completely different. I mean, like as as unrealistic as it is for the first hour of the movie, it's still somewhat grounded in reality. But as soon as he gets that jetpack, it just goes to goes to shit. Oh, as soon as this small town in Minnesota is funding a parade that has realistic costumes with superpowers. That is that is true. <laughs> I mean, take take away the costumes with superpowers. The cartoon character costumes alone are insane. The cat in the hat? Yeah. Also, favorite line of the whole movie. Cat in the hat. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> This little kid, I, I I loved Phil Hartman's kid. He's so, yep. he's he's as bad as Jake Lloyd, but there's something like a little more charming to him because of maybe that line. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's kind of like so bad it's good kind of thing, right? Yeah, I, mm. I think so. I think so. And uh, we, I think my favorite Jake Lloyd line is, "Mom can't come to the phone. She's across the street petting Ted." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's there's. Good little elements to this thing to me, uh, and I love I love seeing malls from the '90s. I love see, what, looking at the stores. Uh, that scene, one of the scenes, took place in a KB Toys. 
Uh, I remember because when I worked at KB Toys, there was like a flyer that they, when they were trying to do newsletters to keep everything topical from month to month, they uh, they sent out a thing like, where has KB Toys been in movies before? And I'm scrolling through and I'm like, jingle all the way! Yes! <laughs> Had a real... Which one? Which huh? which toy store was it? Was it the first one or the second one? Uh, I think it was the... The one with the balls and the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Balls. Before Arnold assaulted that child. Yeah. Yeah, the one yeah, the moment where Arnold thinks it's totally fine to grab a child by the face and then when everybody calls him a pervert, he's like, I'm not a pervert. It's like just get out. Just get out. You're right. not talking your way out of this. Right, part. right. <laughs> and where where was mall security? <laughs> I feel like mall security should be really heavy around the kids section. Just Nah, they just showed up. up and they saw all these women beating him with purses and they were like, They got this. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Ma'am, keep keep doing your thing. <laughs> Yeah, and there were some real weird cameos in this movie that I didn't catch until this time, like uh, Richard mm-hmm. Mall at the very beginning. Uh, Harvey Corman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is he doing in this movie? Just having a time, having a great time, the time of his life, I bet. Who did he owe a favor to? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe I would say maybe the the director of this film, but I looked him up, and like his other credits are like the Flintstones movie and stuff like that, so. And uh, uh, let me just say really quickly, uh, both of the live-action prequel Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, yeah. Check out What's With You, Scooby-Doo, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah. He kept scrolling. I didn't realize. That's, he did that's Beethoven what... as well. That's oh, yeah, he one. did do Beethoven, which is great. It's a fun... Roll over? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Starring Charles Grodin and... Um... A dog. Well, no. Uh, one of the bad guys. Who's the wife in that? I forget who the wife is. Ooh, I don't... But... One of the is bad that like guys. like Catherine O'Hara or something? No, it's a blonde. So I've narrowed it down a little bit. <laughs> a Michelle <blonde> Pfeiffer. <laughs> it might be her. And no, Stanley Tucci. He's he's one of the bad guys oh, in it. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. That's right. Told you she was blonde. Yep. <laughs> Don't know why I'm defending that point, but yeah, I think <laughs> Stanley Tucci is the one who gets his ass bit at the end of the movie. Nice. Real, real high marks for him. <laughs> Almost as, as big as that cameo in uh, that Madonna movie we were watching recently. Oh, uh, who's that girl? Who's that girl? Die yeah. an- oh. <laughs> Die another day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sigmund Freud, analyze this. <laughs> I hope a Madonna movie comes up. Oh, uh, did she do any good ones in the 90s? That's a league Dick of their Tracy. own. Dick yeah, Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. That is a good one. With- she sings a song by Stephen Sondheim. Mm. Really? <laughs> we brought up we brought up Harvey Corman, uh, yeah. uh, Chris Parnell, of course. Yeah, his first film role. Yeah, uh, Curtis Armstrong. I know. No, just yeah. <laughs> yep. The foul mouth booster. Because he would have been, I mean, not huge, but he had done Better Off Dead by this point. Mm-hmm. He had done uh, One Crazy Summer by this point. He had been in Revenge of the Nerds at this point, and oh, they were yeah. like, "Hey." Can we put him in the suit and never see him again? Yeah. <laughs> just have him say wave or something. I forget what he says. But yeah, there's there's just like one line from him after the fact. And and pretty much he's there just to get pummeled by kids too. Poor Booster. Uh, but it does not seem like a role that I feel like he owed somebody something too. The K-12, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, uh, you got the weird dude who's like, talking to Arnold as they're putting him in the suit, who I always thought was Trey Parker, but I don't think it actually is. Interesting. I didn't put that together, but that is dead on for a, for a lookalike. 
I feel like we need to. I feel like we need to wrap this up only because this podcast could just be about this movie. It, it really could. This this is yeah. There's a lot to say about this thing, but um, yeah. Do you have any final notes on this thing? I uh, you know I. I gotta say the last 10 minutes of this movie basically makes up for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I I, uh, I think at the end of it when when I was done, the the 40 the the hour that I watched it being like, whoa this is uh, like th- those that last parade <laughs> bit, I was like, Whoa! Hey, somebody showed up to the party, and I was left with such a like good feeling that I was like, "Yeah, I'm willing to deal with this." Right, right. I kind of checked out after the, he punched the reindeer. <laughs> that just uh, too far for me. This yeah. movie really stressed me out. Just the whole. Did it really? Yeah, just holiday we, shopping. It's not the Christmas spirit. You don't like the movies where bribing things don't, kids and well bri- stuff like Keenan and Kel drives you crazy, right? Where everything goes wrong for them. Sometimes. So yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought this that might be the case with this one. But everything goes wrong for him because he just doesn't want to admit, hey, I didn't do the thing that I promised I would do. He's trying to get out of trouble. That's true. But he dug he himself such up. a deep hole. <laughs> well, and it keeps digging it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So, uh, kids, if you're listening to this, I hope you're not. Uh, don't lie. That's that's the, That's the point of this movie. It was an 89-minute uh, 89 exercise to teach children to be honest. And give Dad a break. Yeah, and give Dad a break, <laughs> damn it. He's tired. He's working for you. That's exactly. right. He's sitting there at his weird office party where it's 3 p.m. in one part of Minnesota and 9 p.m. at another part. And he's talking about upholstery <laughs> and pens. I really wasn't sure what was going on. I feel like maybe that was part of the joke, but I, I don't know. I'm also maybe giving this movie too much credit, but it's 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 something to see. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think it, I I would say it's a watch for me. Yeah, I'd say watch it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd I'd say watch it too. Um, I'm just gonna flip back over to Christmas Vacation for the fifteenth time this month. Yeah, this is this is one that if you're tired of everything they play on ABC Family yeah. thirty times a month, you know this one's not too awful a way to spend your time. Yeah, it, uh, yeah I, I would agree with Lindsay. Uh, if, if Christmas Vacation is on, I'd watch that first. <laughs> <laughs> and if the scene where the cops bust in and she grabs Chevy's package, if that's already happened, I might flip back to Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> if Tip Bent Nippley has already happened, I might flip back to Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Um, but... Unfortunately, there's no holy shit. Where the where's the Tylenol in this movie? Uh, some great, some. We'll, we'll talk about that movie eventually, I'm sure. But um, yeah. So originally, Joe Pesci was supposed to be Myron. I thought that was kind of interesting, rather than Sinbad's character. But Chris Columbus mm. wanted Sinbad instead of Joe Pesci. Oh my gosh, he's so he's short though. Yeah. Well, ha- have with Arnold, Arnold. That's that's quite. A have difference. Arnold and Joe done a movie together? Because I know Arnold and DeVito did. But I don't, I don't know about Pesci. Interesting fact. Actually, you can see a predator in the forest in my cousin Vinny, and he's in the predator outfit. Is that true? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> they say Jean-Claude Van Damme was in the predator outfit. Yeah. <laughs> he's in my cousin Vinny. The owl's like, whoo, and then like, <laughs> and the three dots show up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that's better than Kramer versus Predator. <laughs> He's my son. One of my favorite Family Guy bits. Uh, I thought that was good, like a critic reference. One of the few. That's or was it the critic? I don't know. I think it might have been the critic. I hope it was the critic. Cause what a great 90s show. Are we yeah. talk, ever talking about shows? That's what to talk about. Yeah, we don't really talk TV, but the critic is an excellent watch. Have you seen that? Oh, is this an episode of Talking TV? Yeah, this is Talking <laughs> TV. <laughs> you ever watch the critic? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Penguins oh, don't fly. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking of Doctor Katz. Oh. Oh, I love that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is the one with uh, Jonathan Lovitz and uh, Christine Cavanaugh and some other. Oh, Maurice Lamarche does like every celebrity impression ever. It's, oh, nice. It's basically where the the peas thing. Uh, he did. He did. Uh, oh, the Orson Welles frozen peas yeah. commercial. Yeah, yeah. He did Orson Welles a lot on that show. But um. So, back, back to Jingle All the Way. Uh, yeah. Just one final question I present to you both. Uh, the budget of this movie was $75 million. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that that went into the, the CG flight sequence at the well, end. And $30 million probably oh. was Arnold's budget. Well, his, yeah, probably. By that point, yeah. 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 Probably at least 20 Because, I mean, I would argue, like, the 80s were probably his... Like the start of his peak, but this was probably right at the crest head, right before he went. Oh yeah, it was. Two went years down. Before end of days. Yeah, end of days was where it all kind of went tits That's up for cool. Arnold. But tits up, nice. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never successfully landed that statement in my life. I'm glad it's on the record. Uh, yeah, you now got one, buddy. <laughs> Take that, previous me. Um, <laughs> so here's the question: Who wants to take a guess at the box office on this one? You're a big numbers girl, so I'm. 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 I'm what was the budget again? Seventy five. Seventy five mil. Seventy five mil. I'm gonna say thirty eight. Are we going domestic or worldwide? Uh, that's a great question. I don't actually. It might be worldwide if you're looking. At... It's probably worldwide because it's on Wikipedia. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Christmas, nineteen ninety six. Worldwide box office for a seventy-five million dollar movie. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it made its money back. I'm gonna go hundred mil. Okay. And what did you say? So it's worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, I say one eighty. One eighty. Ooh. Okay. All worldwide. right. Worldwide. Now domestic, I'd say thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that this was a bigger hit in like China sure. and? Well, sure. It's Arnold. Probably. Arnold. Probably so, yeah. So it actually made one hundred and twenty nine point eight million. <laughs> so <laughs> you oh, shot it. Nick was close by not going over. But um <laughs> if we're going by price of price is right rules, which I always do. All right. So, perfect. Perfect. Great. And then and then one final note I've got, even though I said that just a minute ago, is that there actually was a sequel to this. And uh, are you aware of this, Nick? Yeah, with uh, 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 Barry the Mabel guy. Barry the Mabel guy? <laughs> no, I... I yeah, right? Uh, Lawrence the Cable Man. <laughs> ah, yes. I forgot good old Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and we watched that, uh, what, a couple, few out. years ago? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So now he's forced you to go through three 90-minute <laughs> experiences with 
with this franchise? It was probably. I think it was my idea, actually. Yeah, I believe. I believe because uh, I don't know. I forgot. You're a huge Larence the <laughs> Guy fan. I don't know if she wants that on the record, but uh, I do enjoy. Uh, um, well, no, I like Bill Ingvall. You know, he was your side. Bill Ingvall, yeah. Or the uh... oh the the Bill Cosby of the blue collar crew. I mean the guy who's like you know I, sometimes I, my wife makes me go out and buy tampons and I'm like oh Jesus this is tough. <laughs> he's the most relatable because he's just doing Bill Cosby bits. Right, it's, it's probably true. <laughs> Whereas Jeff Foxworthy rolling in and being like uh, uh you might be a redneck if you park on the left side of the street it's just like i don't give a shit <laughs> I, I think jeff foxworthy's actually kind of funny whenever he's not doing the you might be a redneck jokes uh but that's pretty rare right he, he's he's got a bit yeah uh but yeah i i didn't mean to shit on the blue collar comedy tour uh power to them no as long as as long as you uh leave ron white out of this i am good i don't like him <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drunk in public. I was drunk in a bar, and you threw me out into public. <laughs> Crickets? <laughs> There's something about that cigar that he's go- that he's constantly chomping on, where it's just like <laughs> Freud might have a point. He stole it from Groucho, man. That is that where he's taking it from? Watching a lot of Groucho movies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but like his style is completely reminiscent of Groucho Marx. <laughs> The here's way the, the thing about here's the, the thing about Groucho, huge with rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> the way that uh, the way that Ron White walks out in that trench coat, bent over backwards, like he's in Bullet Time from The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, she just pointed out to me that uh, the director for this movie was nominated. Did he win? No. Oh well, he didn't no. win worst director. There's something on here about a lawsuit that apparently the script was. There's 36 similarities, including names, plot, and dialogue. Oh, wow. That they say was stolen, and they actually won the lawsuit. Oh, wow. I did not know that. They had to pay $15 million. I, uh, I went into the details of that, and while you are correct, it keeps going, because what happened was they won initially because they were like, oh, there's 36 similarities in this thing, obviously. And then <laughs> over, like, days after they won... The head of the studio who was suing dies. Oh, wow. Three years later, the judge reviews the case and is like, eh, I mean, I guess maybe not so much. And then like an additional two years later, they're like, ah, we're throwing this thing out. Really? Fox totally had it. Wow. (laughs) And then they initially won. And then years later, it's like, yeah, but you're not getting shit. (laughs) Wow. And then they went and pretty much did a very similar story for Jingle All the Way too. Sure, yeah. Tale as <laughs> old as time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think I think that pretty much sums up Jingle All the Way. I think we have dissected this thing as far as we can. And um, yet somehow I feel like I could go for another two hours <laughs> just about the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is this Japanese TV show being shot in Minnesota? <laughs> well, it's it's very obviously a play on Power Rangers, right? And and the whole Tickle Me Elmo craze. So, it's but like also it, it's not just Power Rangers. Like it yeah. is like a legitimate like uh, 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 Jet Jaguar from uh, Godzilla versus uh, uh, oh, who was it? 
mm, Gamera. No, it wasn't Gamera. It was Megalon. Uh, and that sort of like Japanese, like we're always in the middle of a desert. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the the weird Alpha Fives that come out and attack him. I mean, it was just so absolutely bonkers. But a parody of a parody of a parody. Yeah. Like the American parody of a Japanese parody of like a superhero story. It's like true. that whole thing. And then Harvey Corman is in it. Why? Why? <laughs> it was so bizarre. Yeah, you're, you're pretty hung up on the Harvey Corman thing. Yeah, I will not get over it. <laughs> Big Wild Wild West fan? Uh, no, mostly the uh, Star Wars holiday special. Christmas, baby. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Right on, right on. H- happy life day to you and yours. <laughs> but, uh... All right, yeah, yeah, but I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I hear the bells are ringing. That must mean... Should we... Should we change the channel in the fireplace? Yeah, I think so. All right, let me just quickly uh, let me uh, let me douse it and reignite it. Oh, that's a pretty good flame. All right, nice and toasty. More marshmallows mm. for your hot cocoa. Uh, oh yes, please. Thank you. I would love some. Uh, so next up, I guess let's talk about some music because that's what we usually do after movies. Oh, what? What's the computer doing? Huh? You see you see that? Oh yeah. What? Oh, oh my gosh. What? Wait, hold on. Wait. Oh, let me let me really quickly try to fix it. It seems like it's broken or something. Oh, it's just it's just coming up with it keeps saying Christmas. It seems like these are Oh my god, these are songs. Interesting. Ooh. All from the 90s, I would hope. You know what? It seems on brand. Well, <laughs> our computer doesn't, we, we didn't program it to understand the 80s, because we built our computer, by the way. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> uh, it, if we even mentioned the 2000s, it would go into a Y2K blackout. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Facebook you speak of? What is this Twitter we plug every episode? <laughs> <laughs> and we are conscientious about it. <laughs> Uh oh yeah this oh look at this this is a full list of 90s christmas songs excellent i don't think i even know some of these Mm-mm. well that seems foolish <laughs> i definitely forgot some of these and yeah. i definitely am remembering some of them well yeah i guess let's let's just kind of run through them and uh of course at the top of the list is the quintessential 90s christmas song for some reason uh all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey it's unavoidable mm. this time of year. Yeah. Un-avoidable. It really is. I I posted on Facebook because I'm extremely funny. Uh, I posted uh, two days into Christmas music and I'm already over Mariah Carey. Because like I had heard it on the radio, no joke, in two days probably five times. And that was just randomly listening at different times. Uh, do, so wait, here's the thing. You, you, you've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. Can you actually remember it? Yes. Without, no. So, like, you could just go into it right now. Uh, yeah. I don't have a lot for Christmas. But it's it starts with, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I think. I think that's how it starts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But it's got that really somber. Present. 
Underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. <laughs> yeah. It's got it's, 1994. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty bizarre because I feel like this song has been around for my entire life. It's it's just it's drained me that much of my <laughs> Christmas joy. Here's the thing for me, I don't think I, I I feel like it was always there, but I wasn't aware of it until Love Actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. I think that really gave it more light. Well, it became a thing. Like it didn't. It didn't just become like a window dressing. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. That, that that is true. Yeah. It it, it became a holiday tradition. Uh, so much so that I think there's actually a animated film called All I Want for Christmas Is You, yep. starring Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is the sign that your your one song from 1994 has gone too far. <laughs> just her uh, requesting puppies at her uh, hotel at three in the morning. <laughs> I can only All assume. I want for Christmas is something that's very difficult to get. Exactly. She's not she's not the easiest to please, I imagine. But supposedly notoriously. Notoriously. Yeah, I don't know. This song, it just it's it's catchy, it's good, but boy am I tired of it. Uh that piano line though, like the world's fastest piano line in that song. It's it's I like that part of it. There are some moments of it that, like, uh, I mean, outside of, like, a pop song, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's catchy, and I think if it wasn't absolutely everywhere constantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember on an episode of last year from What's With You, Scooby-Doo, uh, you were talking to a friend of yours how you couldn't remember a single My Chemical Romance song, and that's fine. You don't need to remember that. <laughs> but... But they did a cover of this song that is completely uncalled for and kind of enjoyable. Uh, and I don't understand why more artists don't cover it because it really is that that huge of a thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, what would the Weird Al parody be? Uh, all, all, I, all I Eat for Christmas is You and it's a song about cannibals. Yeah, that could... I, I mean, if, if we're going with 80s Al, definitely. Modern Weird uh, Al? I don't know. I feel like he'd go more political. <laughs> All I oh you could do oh this is this is gonna be this is gonna go nowhere. All I Kant for Christmas is you, and you do just uh, uh the philosopher Kant trying to come up with witty lines. That that could that was no I was gonna say that that's <laughs> next on my list. Right? <laughs> it was on everybody's mind. Oh yes, that's right. tip of the tongue. Every everybody was thinking it. I'm just saying it. Someone had to put it out there into the universe. <laughs> I'm glad it was you, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Some lonely uh, hip philosophy professor at University of Madison, Wisconsin. Get on that. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, philosophy profe- professor slash parodyist. Uh-huh. It's a very specific He's- group. Here's the thing. He's at the open mic at the local coffee shop. He's premiering his, his best. I-, I hope he kills with that one. I hope he slays. Oh! Ah! <laughs> yes. Uh, just imagine in what forty years they're just gonna be wheeling her out every Christmas. I know. Do it, Brian. Do it. You oh, there's gonna be a video feed. She's not going there personally, <laughs> right? She's just gonna. At that point, we'll actually be able to photograph like live people's body onto holograms, like they're kind of doing now. So she'll just do that. 
her her reality show when she does the um uh like confessionals you know like typically you you are alone in a room and it's just like a grainy <laughs> close up of yeah. like your bust mm-hmm. and you just say like uh, uh what a what a dick i can't believe he said that right uh hers she is on a chaise lounge in full like lingerie crazy Victoria's Secret outfit with like more jewelry than the goddamn Queen of England. <laughs> like that's her confessional. Like I need to comment on this thing. Hold on, let me get ready for four and a half hours. <laughs> There's nobody like her. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's a real that's a real show. Oh yeah, she had a reality show. I I, I uh I've only seen clips of it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I was trying to backpedal really hard. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. <laughs> it just sounds worse the more you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, change the subject, I guess. <laughs> uh, there is a there is a song on this list that I do really genuinely enjoy. Michael Bolton and White it's a Christmas. cover. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'm dreaming of a white uh, Oi to the World, the no doubt cover of the Vandals. Yes, I, I specifically saw that one, and that that made me very happy. Oi to the punks and oi to the skids, but oi to the world where everybody wins. Oi! <laughs> and that's when No Doubt had a percussion session or a uh, horns, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, still ska. Still ska. Still ska. Still good. Oh, hella good's good. Which one? I love hella good. Oh, hella oh, good. So Y'all feeling hella good, so let's just keep on dancing. Is that on Rocksteady? Please don't yes. be on yeah. Rocksteady. Oh, yeah. I hate that record. Oh, that but, song's great. But hella good is yeah, a good song. It's so good. Yeah. At one point, if you listen, uh. Uh, in Hella Good, I think it's in like the pre-chorus or something. Uh-huh. They just do a white noise machine that just ping-pongs back and forth stereo. It's the most ridiculously small detail, but it's so funny. Oh, cool. I, I, I want to listen to that. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Nick Robes Fact of the Week. <laughs> uh, one song that jumps out at me is uh, Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto by Snoop Dogg. What? Yeah. Let me look at this. It's a good one. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. It's a good song. Great Snoop Dogg impression. Oh, that was, uh, I believe that was Nate Dogg, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was Nate Dogg? Oh, great Nate Dogg impression. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> My favorite part is at the very beginning of the song, there's there's one of Snoop's friends is saying, I want a something something. I want a Super Nintendo. And I, I <laughs> often joke to myself that it's called Super Nintendo rather than Nintendo. And no one gets the joke because it's an obscure song that somehow made this list. What would you intend to... Okay, I'm going to give a little live commentary to this right now. <laughs> uh, so far, I believe that... What the... Oh, wow. Okay, so there are some children dressed as elves. Children. Okay. There's a Santa Claus. Uh... <laughs> I don't really know what just happened. They they did a, a particular house. So, like, they're in... Tr- Whoa. <laughs> Santa's sleigh just turned into a, a car, and now there's a dude drinking in an alleyway. This video is, so far, I am 48 seconds into it, and I am confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you didn't grow up in the ghetto, Nick. This that kind of is thing is commonplace. <laughs> 
Here's the other thing so far. I am, hold on, a minute and two seconds in, and I haven't seen Snoop Dogg yet. <laughs> he's, he's saving the best for last, you know? Wow. Okay, I'm going to stop that. Uh, I urge oh, you to pick uh, it up later. I will revisit it, I yeah. promise. In the words of No Doubt, when they were still ska, pick it up, pick it up later. Is there anybody on this list that, like... I, I think, uh, like, no doubt, like, I'm genuinely excited for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Smashing Pumpkins song, even though I love the Smashing Pumpkins, that doesn't scream to me, like, I really want to listen to this. Like, no. is there anything no. on this list that you're like, I did not know this existed. I really want to get into this. Well, to me, like, hearing, like, a Smashing Pumpkins Christmas song is equivalent to hearing, like, a Tool Christmas song, and that just doesn't <laughs> make sense. Yeah. I will say that I'm a huge Johnny Mathis fan, so I'm glad to see that he had a big hit in the 90s with it's beginning to look a lot like christmas which i think we heard earlier today and i didn't even realize was mm. from the 90s yeah i love the uh weird al song although i i argue that's not a christmas song at all the night santa went crazy yeah that's a great one yeah but I, I i don't know is there one that i'm like actually going to seek out that i'm not aware of currently uh I don't know. I may. I kind of want to see if the Flaming Lips "Christmas at the Zoo" is actually a Christmas song. I'm very doubtful of that. Yeah, that seems interesting. There's a Tom Petty song. Oh yeah, that was actually in Jingle All the Way. Oh, because it's Christmas <laughs> all over again. R.I.P. I'm sorry for that bad impression. But no, that was great. Oh, thank you. Am I misremembering? Uh, uh, Father Christmas was not in that movie. No, but it. Oh, maybe. I'm trying to remember because something just came up recently where I was watching it and all of a sudden I heard like, Father Christmas, give us some money. And I was like, what the, the, the kinks are in this? Yeah, I feel like I heard that in something recently too, uh, but I can't verify whether it was Jingle All The Way or not. Mm, um, I can't remember. Yeah. Do you have any anything on this list that you find particularly interesting? Well, for me growing up, my mom doesn't buy CDs, but she had every Mannheim steamroller CD. <laughs> so every, when it, I knew it was Christmas when she blared that right. in the house. <laughs> what was the big one? Oh, I forget. The Mannheim steamroller thing? It wasn't Carol of the Bells, right? That's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? I think so. Yeah. See, I always uh, swap the two out in my head. I get very confused as to which is which. Well, because both of them have that attitude of like, Oh, do you like Christmas? Well, this is going to rock. <laughs> that That is accurate. <laughs> like, I feel like both of them walked into the game being like, hey, this is going to scratch that itch that you've had. <laughs> and exactly. everybody was like, what? <laughs> I guess? <laughs> this hits that holiday itch. But yeah, I I mean, there, there were some good songs on here. Uh I did not. I forgot actually that Spice Girls did a cover of Christmas rapping, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Of uh, yeah, originally by the Waitresses. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, one of my favorite non-interested in her career singers. <laughs> it just seems like everything she sings, she just does not give a shit about. Loved it. Lead singer of the Waitresses. Check them out. Great band from the not nineties. Uh, that decade that we shall not speak of, which is every decade but the 90s. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's a pretty fun little list we got. Yeah. 
Um, I would highly re- recommend everybody uh, look up a list of 90s Christmas songs mm-hmm. and uh, just just get into it. See which ones they like. See see which ones they don't like. Let us know their feedback. Yeah. And uh, m- maybe, maybe we will... Be able to revisit something like an "All I Want for Christmas Is You" or a uh, uh, Toby Keith "Santa, I'm Right Here," and uh, <laughs> have a uh, have a different appreciation for it. I really hope that the pauses are there exactly as you. Uh, Why is there a comma? <laughs> Why is there need to be a comma in a song title? Santa, I'm right here. Especially not a an... country song. Well, you know what it signifies. That it's an independent clause. <laughs> touche, touche. Grammar joke. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> She was reading something, so she just got no, the joke. No, I, I just I didn't get it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely do reach out to us uh, at 90spcgb on Twitter and let us know what some of your favorite Christmas songs are and maybe we'll dive into them for our next Christmas special. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, should I should I put out the fireplace and reignite it? No, I guess so. Let's see what the third ignite of the night. Hey, has Ooh. to has to uh, light. All right, <laughs> 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 let me douse it. All right. Uh, oh, hey, can you, can you pass me the the long lighter? I only have the short one right here. Oh, sure. Here oh, you here. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, and uh, oh, oh, okay. I got it. All right. Whoa. How are your eyebrows? Uh, geez, it was a little singed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that smell was. All right. Yep. Uh, oh, oh. I thought Pops I was making popcorn again. <laughs> you know what? It's a mate. It's alarming how many times he makes popcorn, <laughs> considering he cannot eat it. He just loves the process. Exactly. How can you blame him? Nah, it's fun. <laughs> it pops. It's also in his uh, name, so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it feels very appropriate for him. We can use it to decorate the tree. That's right, yeah. We'll decorate the tree with the popcorn that he can't eat. We'll thread it through. Thanks, Popso. Do you guys have a tree yet? Yeah. Yes. Nice. Absolutely, yeah. We, we're still kind of decorating it a little bit here and there, but we're... We're all set up. Great, great. Yeah, we did a uh, we we went to a, a Christmas tree farm this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're they're pure. They're, the only thing that they do, they do is Christmas trees. And you walk out, walk out. You can walk or you can take the tractor pulled uh, ferry uh, out to this field, and then you pick your tree out, and then you boss around a fifteen year old who will <laughs> cut it down for you. Ow. All the time, uh, you then go to the hut and grab some hot chocolate for free. Nice. Maybe toast a marshmallow while you're there. It was it was a great experience. Loved every second of it. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Our story is that we went to Target. Oh, we we walked then, around and we, we walked around. We had we, to pick out just that right one, that that's special right. one that spoke to us. Mm-hmm. The box, the box uh, that had the correct letter and number system. Exactly. And uh, then. We took it home, and then three days later, Target put the tree on sale. So then we we went back to Target, and we returned our first tree and bought another tree for cheaper. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and That's some 15-year-old kid. <laughs> 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 Did 
you go for did you go for five to six? You go in six to seven? What what are you doing? Uh, we went six. Six, six foot. We Ooh. had we had a three footer last year or for the past few years. So we're finally We upgraded. We upgraded. Mm. That's right. I mean that's basically like a table tree. Like you went for a real tree this time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. I mean we're not we're not we're not ready for a nine foot tree yet. Yeah, not yet. But uh whenever we have an atrium in our house, uh <laughs> You gotta work up to it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That's the goal. That's yep. what we're talking about for this season. Working up to it. <laughs> the, the Gary and Lindsay Christmas story. <laughs> That's right. And you had what? Stand and deliver? That was your uh, yeah. Christmas yep. experience. Stand and delivered. <laughs> it's past tense, so we don't get it confused with that movie from several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Standed, standed and delivered. Stood. <laughs> stood, stood and delivered. That's what it's called. I understand English. Uh, I got your claws joke really quick so, earlier. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we we trade off like who's yeah. good at grammar. <laughs> it was not my turn. <laughs> Kelsey. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> So I'm looking into the fire, and I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you guys are seeing what I'm seeing. Uh, some of my uh, wait, 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 favorite... wait, wait. Do you see what I see? <laughs> do you hear what I hear? I think I do. A child is born, <laughs> screaming, screaming in, in the, the night. night. <laughs> we must bring him goodness and light. Oh, man. <laughs> Always going to break out. I'm going to go into my uh, Neil Diamond. Uh, we must bring him goodness and light. <laughs> and I'll counter with Tom Petty. We must bring him goodness and light. <laughs> also known as Bob Dylan Light. Yeah, like, same difference. Kind of. There's something that cracks me up. I was just listening to the uh, Neil Diamond Christmas album the other day, uh-huh. and... It's the fact that he feels the need to draw the middle of a line out as much as possible, but then when it comes to the end, that's the end. He's yeah. done. Yep. yep. Like, if you listen to, like, uh, 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 Xmas War is Over, and he's like, and so this is Christmas. <laughs> and what have they done? Yeah. Another year over. <laughs> and a new one just begun. That's all his style, man. Every time. You're like, why is this? What? Who told you this was a good idea? <laughs> well, everyone has, their, you, everyone has their personal style, and that's that's what he likes to do. Uh, he, he does it forever in blue jeans, and, <laughs> and it's fine. Forever in blue jeans, babe. It should, <laughs> it should have been called a uh, blue jeans Christmas. Oh my gosh! There's there's nobody better. Brooklyn raised. <laughs> Brooklyn, the good old Neil Diamond. That's right. That's right. Him and Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why every album is like Forever in Blue Jeans, a Neil Diamond joint. <laughs> <laughs> I know one song, guys. <laughs> that's why I keep referencing it. <laughs> And uh, what's the other one? Sweet Caroline. The classic. He should have called it Sweet Christmas Time. I've got so many ideas. Jesus Christ. Wow. I've got so many ideas for Neil Diamond, and he won't answer my calls. 
That was hiding d- directly in pr- plain sight. No one's ever done it. Congratulations. <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm here for. The amount of time I have been ragging slash uh, loving Neil Diamond, <laughs> and I've never come up with that, that is shocking. Sweet Christmas time. <laughs> Deck the halls. <laughs> Deck the <laughs> I was I was going to do jingle bells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> Your teacher's full of snot. <laughs> Not, not Clarence. Clarence, mm-hmm. let me let, let me ask you something really quick. Uh, uh, are we so, ha- <laughs> if I was a really good person my whole life, but that was a real dick for the last <laughs> year, do I still get into heaven? <laughs> Got a lot of questions for you about this afterlife. <laughs> are, are we having a Jimmy Stewart off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's um great film, not from the 90s. Can't talk about it. <laughs> nah, someday, someday. Timeless. Yep. Yeah, So sure. I'm looking into the fire now and, I, and I'm starting to see some of the uh the, the some of my favorite toys that I got around that time. Interesting. The 90s. Interesting. So am I. Are you are as well, Lindsay? Oh yeah. Wow. It's hmm. remarkable. Let's get into it. Yes. Favorite toys. Yeah. Uh, specifically Christmas Christmas toys, I suppose. Oh, my gosh. So, it is Christmas. Mm-hmm. 1992. I'm living in York, Maine. Mm. And the only thing that I want is a Kenner Real Ghostbusters ghost trap mm. uh, I might have gotten the proton pack already or my friend might have had the proton pack but all I wanted was what might have been the cheapest <laughs> most unrealistic toy so for so I, I don't know if anybody remembers this toy but me but the way that you opened the trap was you you stepped down on the uh, the um, the the stomper mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what they called it but it, it was just a a, a black an air bladder yeah and by stomping on it the air was so forceful through the tube that supposedly it should just throw the doors open on the the ghost trap yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was not a device that was actually hooked up to open the doors it was just hoping air was powerful <laughs> enough <laughs> yes. god damn if I didn't love that thing with every, I remember waking up early on Christmas morning, having asked for that thing, seeing a box that seemed about the right size and running into my parents' bedroom, leaping on the bed and being like, you guys are never going to guess what Santa got me. The thing I've been asking for forever. Oh man, that's great. And it lived up to my expectations for about a week. (laughs) Loved it. Loved it. (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. How about you? It was the Super Nintendo console. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. That was a shared gift between me and my sister. Many uh, times of entertainment with Super Mario Kart. Yeah. I always won. You always won. 
I had actually pretty much the same pick originally uh, because I remember getting the Super Nintendo for Christmas, and that was such... It's, it just stands out to me so much yeah. more. Oh, yeah. The box, the art on the box with all the games that you could get and stuff, it was just... I remember that, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, the details that stick with you. Uh, what was the first game you guys had? I mean, was it Mario Kart? I remember it was uh, Super Mario 3, wasn't it? That was for the NES, so it might have been... Super Mario World. World, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that that first level. uh, So you you open up uh, with a a a weird crawl. Yeah. It wasn't really a crawl, but it was like it was just text being like, and then you could either go left or right Mm -hmm. depending on the way that you lived your life, right? (laughs) Right. And uh, there was either the level that first opened up with. You uh, having to immediately defeat uh, a line of 12 Koopa Trolls, right. or uh, Koopa Turtles, Red Shells, or the other way, uh, there were uh, giant bullets that came at you, right? Yeah. I think yep. so, yep. yep. Mm, great game. And the first introduction to one of your least favorite characters, Yoshi. Oh, I hate Yoshi. Yoshi! <laughs> 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 uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Just eating up all them cherries, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi's a bit of a creep. Exactly. If Yoshi were in a film, he would have been voiced by Phil Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, I love the way you sit on me. <laughs> Yoshi. I apologize for the length of my tongue. It's really long. <laughs> yeah. I can gulp a Koopa in just one bite. Uh, I guess there's a reason that never happened, huh? Do you want me to do about 12 more of these? <laughs> well, I, I think I think we get the general yeah. gist that Phil uh, Hartman and Yoshi are a little creepy. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, what was the other big one uh, for... Oh, well, Mario All-Star was phenomenal. Right, that had the first three games in the Japanese game that was never released in America. All on one. Mario page. 2, right? Uh, the Lost Levels. Yeah, mm. But it was the original Mario 2, yeah. 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 Right. Which and was... then, yeah, well, Mario 2 was the, the reimagining of whatever that other game was, and then they just put Mario characters on it. Yeah, Heartbeat Panic Panic or something. I don't remember what it translates to in English, but it was not a good name. The amount of time that I spent playing Mario 2 on Mario All-Stars while listening to, like, Fibber McGee and Molly and the Fred (laughs) Allen show. At one point, my mom was like, you have an addictive personality. You've been doing nothing but this for, like, two weeks. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. I had many memories playing with my sister, and it was right before, you know, she became a teenager and uh-huh. you know forgot about me so <laughs> fond memories before she turned on me <laughs> i am so glad that's where that went i was <laughs> like my butthole tightened up and i was afraid you were gonna be like right before she died <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She's, <laughs> she's still kicking it <laughs> and she, she, she kept turned, that super nintendo <laughs> she, she came back to the good side that's right <laughs> she kind of went off huh? the tracks for a couple years but she 
She would come home really late and we'd play Super Mario Kart later. Or she, Mario Kart later. She went off the track. She became a Sega Genesis person. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I... The, the the Sega Genesis was actually I was I was kind of tossing up between saying Super Nintendo for me and Sega Genesis. I would have said Sega if uh, if I'd gotten that for Christmas. Yeah, I got I think every video game system in the '90s I got for Christmas because right. oh, yeah. I got the Game Boy for Christmas. I remember that specifically. I remember the Genesis for Christmas, and I remember the Super for Christmas. And uh, those those things just stand out. Which Game Boy did you have? The original one. The chunky version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fatty. Uh, I believe it was called Game Boy Chunk. <laughs> it... <laughs> Game Boy Chunk, get chunky. <laughs> All the kids in the commercial were doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> I just remember Game Boy Pocket, put it in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, the, I had the really cool limited edition see-through Game Boy. Uh, chunk. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's I, I played that thing until it died. Oh yeah. I don't. It's probably why my vision's not super great, but I had a great time playing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the the Game Boy I owned was uh, I skipped a couple generations. Uh, I I got a Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. and then one of my friends got a Game Boy, and then years later I got the uh, Game Boy Color. Yeah. Yes. Which was that the Paul Rudd commercial? No, Paul Rudd was Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Was it Super Nintendo? I thought it was a Game Boy commercial. I'm pretty sure it's Super Nintendo. Because he's standing there with his trench coat and. He's he's playing on a big yeah. screen, I think. Yeah, it's like a big. You know what? It's so unfortunate that there's no way to know. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll never find out. Never. <laughs> we'll just have to live with that with that truth grinding on us. I know, I know. Just live with it. If only a website like oh I don't know Saturday Morning Rewind had have included it in one of their videos last year. <laughs> Subtle plug. <laughs> I only plug. Is that two to subtle plugs in one show? Well, I plugged I plugged your episode and or your podcast and and you plugged your podcast. And so. I plugged it. That's three subtle plugs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, we're doing okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to plug Lindsay's podcast next. Uh -huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, Lindsay's film blog. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs down. <laughs> Your WordPress is doing okay, right? <laughs> nah, it's Zanga, bro. <laughs> that was Got a good MySpace happening. <laughs> My live journal. God, I remember when MySpace, uh, like the blog section of it, was actually like somewhat of a big deal. Right. I wrote so many good blogs. You know what? I would like to go back and read those. I, I, I would like for someone to... <laughs> They're just kind of wasting space currently. Add me on MySpace, bro. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I might even I might even put you in one of my top five. Really? That would maybe that would mean a lot to me. Oh I think my, I think my like hundred and some friends is probably less than top five now. <laughs> it's a top five. You'd be in my top five by default. <laughs> top five. <laughs> Top five favorite people. Go. <laughs> Crispin Glover. <laughs> He's one through three. Okay. Uh, 
all his different personalities. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that field of cows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I, for me, if I'm going to sum it up, like the '90s was not a great time for for toys to be interesting because a lot of things were rebrandings or attempting to capitalize on something that had credibility mm. without without redesigning your 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 actual product like i i, I feel like uh, you know i i said the the ghost trap but a lot of the other uh, 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 Ghostbuster products, if you look at them, they they were just like like the shittiest mm-hmm. third rate, crappy Nerf products. Right. From like like uh, uh, Nerf products that were rejected, mm-hmm. just thrown with a Ghostbusters logo on it, yep. and it was like this is the Ghostbusters toy. And I feel like that was a lot of the toys in the early nineties for us. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I mean, I still I still liked a lot of the toys that came out at that time. Um, I wanted every single one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, there was there was not a lot of room for originality, and anything that was original was based off of existing properties like Batman or or Marvel or, like you said, Ghostbusters. Um, which, by the way, just a, a quick side reference. Uh, since you mentioned the real Ghostbusters, we actually watched the real Ghostbusters Christmas special last weekend, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one, but it's in the first season, so like everybody's still there. And um, is that still Lorenzo? Yeah, Lorenzo. Lorenzo's still in it, and um, it's. Hey, you know that uh, Lorenzo music was the voice of Garfield, and then uh, uh, Bill Murray would play the voice of Garfield in the movie. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Lorenzo music was Garfield. <laughs> That's, that's one of my favorite facts to pull out. Yeah. That people are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I've been on the internet before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Real Ghostbusters, great Christmas special. Check it out. It's on the Netflix. Done. They capture the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Because they oh, they wind up back in time and don't realize. Yeah, they don't realize that these ghosts need to haunt Scrooge. And then guess what? Scrooge ends up being a huge dick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but we, guys, we really messed up the life of Bob Cratchit. <laughs> I hope Tiny Tim is okay. <laughs> that was my Bill. Oh, Mark. he died. <laughs> oh no! No, he still died. <laughs> he still died. Yeah. I mean, he dies anyways. No matter what the outcome of the story, he's going to die at some point. They don't have a vaccine for polio? <laughs> they couldn't bring one back. Gonna, yeah, they, they bring pol- the polio vaccine back to save Tiny Tim. That's how the series sort of ended. All the, all the diseases that they're immune to, that they're carrying, that they don't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them Ghostbusters, especially considering their job is hunting ghosts. They've got to be in some seedy places. They called it the Beige Plague. (laughs) Gosh. What what was that big mosquito thing? The uh, West Nile? West No, the more recent one. Uh, Oh, um... uh, The baby Zika. 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 Yeah. 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 Hmm. 
<laughs> Who also sounds like an opener for uh, like Pink or something. Yeah. <laughs> Opening for Pink on the We Love Party Tour. <laughs> Zika. Uh, yeah. Have you heard the uh, new Nicki Minaj song featuring Zika? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What's oh, 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 the fireplace. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Ah. Lindsay, grab the fire extinguisher. Oh, oh my gosh. <gasps> Oh, nearly ruined Christmas. Yeah. That was intense. Luckily, it did not singe the tree at all. No, that's good. No. That that is good. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, well uh, I guess that I guess that brings a conclusion to our Christmas reminiscing. You hear that, guys? <gasps> I think Santa's on his way. Oh. I guess uh, I guess we better end this thing and get to bed so he doesn't uh he doesn't know we've been staying up late podcasting. Yeah, yeah, let's get to sleep. All right, all right. So to you and yours this holiday season, we'll be right back next time. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, you want to go first? Who's Is that me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not. You, we're, said, we're not. We're, you said you, and there's one person who cannot see you right now. Well, strangely, I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. So, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Let me put this mirror down real quick. Uh, I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> I'll get used to this three-person recording process eventually. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm I'm seeing. No, you go first, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of those bands on my bucket list. I don't ever listen to their CDs, but I hear they put on like a killer yeah, live like a show. Light show and, and shred killer guitars. shred shred guitars. <laughs> Infinity guitars. Ah ah ah. Right. Sleigh bells. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. My favorite Christmas band is sleigh bells. <laughs> What's bothering you? Um, I have I have this string that's hanging. It's a complicated it's a story. Banner. It's a decoration and it's uneven and it was it was driving her bonkers. What? So she's straightening it currently. Take, <sighs> is that to your liking? Yep. All right. <laughs> Character development. Character development. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the music in this really quick? Yeah, let's do it. Ryan Setzer Orchestra, baby. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells. Yeah. Yeah, he really rocked that one. And Here's uh, the thing. I definitely own, like, I own that on CD and DVD. Oh. <laughs> that Brian Setzer Christmas uh, concert. I've never heard anything besides jingle bells, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. I heard it come on, and I was like, is that Brian Setzer Orchestra? <laughs> And I think that was the beginning of, and I'm I, I might be totally wrong about this, but I think that was like I think he started Brian Setzer Orchestra because of this. Really interesting. Wow. So he's like, me, I'm getting into that big band biz, getting into them movie soundtracks. <laughs> that that makes sense. Now let me ask: Is it seltzer like the water, or setzer like a word that's not real? 
think it's Seltzer. Setzer like a word that's not real. Okay, I just needed to clear that up. Cause I've always called him Brian Seltzer and now I <laughs> now there's egg on my face. I don't but... think I don't think there's gonna be a lot of people coming for you. I don't think there's a lot of stray cats that are gonna be knocking down your door. <laughs> I sure hope not. I sure hope not. But uh, a lot of dudes in bowling shirts giving you an awkward eye. <laughs> Nietzsche, 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 Nietzsche philosopher. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just doing this for that one professor who keeps doing it. <laughs>